0: Welcome to the real deal, where God, his purposes and his people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life people and their stories. It's the real deal. Hey, let's get started. I want to welcome Liz Schmidt to the podcast and Liz, I thank you first of all because I know you're you're kind of one of the reasons I do this. No. Oh. <laughs> we were were that ever place that where the kids were playing there was indoor Balls. Yeah, that's everywhere. right. you said, I'm emotion. listening to this podcast, and it was about homeschooling or whatever, and then you said, you know, I would listen to one if you had one, Rachel. You should do it. It just <laughs> landed in my spirit, and there was multiple things, you know, like anything that God... Uh, has a stew. There's Mm -hmm. little pieces of crumbs along the way. But you really are one of the reasons why I did this. I thought, I would love that. And we talked about maybe what it would look like, and then I prayed on it. But anyway, I have Liz with me today. And I, first of all, want to introduce you before we get to these questions that I know (laughs) you know, because you're a real dealer. You listen to the real deal, and you know how I start the podcast. But uh, I want to say something about my guest today. She is wise beyond her years. She is a woman of beauty and strength. She is a tender soul with compassion that comes from Jesus. Like if somebody um, lacks compassion, she got their portion mm-hmm. when he was doling out. Yeah. you. I feel like when there's a situation that Jesus said he looked out on the crowds and he had compassion over them, I literally feel like your compassion is something that I've <laughs> always looked up to. Cause you feel like you got sucked in the gut over some things wow. that people should feel compassionate about. And I also just want to honor you because There is a ministry of presence when you're just able to sit with somebody. There's also the ministry of tears. There can be ministries of hospitality. And we know all those giftings, but you have been a really important person person to me oh, for the ministry you. of presence and even tears thank in you. a really hard time in my life. And so I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for you. And we don't see each other all the time, no, but you no, are here and like I've it. always <laughs> wanted to have you on. So just welcome. I'm oh, really glad to so have much. you. You're a giant in the kingdom. Oh, I don't know goodness. if you know your stature, but one oh. day God will show you and it will be like, oh, it's real. Oh, no, it's really you. true. So you thank do know you. how I start this and there's no right or wrong. Yeah. It's just a way for people to get used to your voice and mine. Okay. So, with these questions, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Mm, extrovert. All the way. Coffee tea? Coffee. Dog cat? Neither either.
1: Neither. Dog I'm tea. not a terrible
0: person. <laughs> not. I, I Trust me that I probably. appreciate other people's pets. Exactly. <laughs> Morning bird or night owl? Night owl. Okay. Books or movies? Hmm. Both. Silence or music? Music. Okay? Leaned in or laid back? Leaned in. Okay. Are you shower or bath? Oh, bath, but I don't have a (gasps) bathtub. Oh my word, isn't that terrible? (laughs) Right before I go. (laughs) You're welcome. We can start running the water. I (laughs) I love baths. (laughs) Someday we'll get a bathtub. Oh, that's so good. Just a stand-up shower. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that probably is a place where you can relax as a young mom with yeah, kids coming true. everywhere. That I'll would take be great. I can get. Okay, uh, driver, passenger, passenger. Okay, and would you prefer eating in or dining out?
1: Mm. It has to for dining out. It's got to be good. I can't if I can't. I don't want it to be better than what I could make at home. No, I want it to be better than what yeah, I could yeah, make yeah. at home. If mm-hmm. I go and I spend the money and it's like
0: lukewarm, like eh, yeah, no, thank you. Great disappointment because you do have yeah. good food and you do eat well. Yeah, thank you. you we always we try to. You, you, well, yeah, <laughs> we anyway. try to. Okay, so those were easy. I think I, I think I might have known all of those. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of fun for me. Okay, so you know that this is called the real deal, mm-hmm. and that my dad Richard Dean, you know, would say, "Be the RD. Just be the real deal. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. Authentically who you are. Leather's leather. Wood should be wooden. You know. Anyway, just don't be the fake thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Be the real McCoy." And that really blessed me. So is there a person in your life who's the real deal? And um, you may have more, but who pops into your mind and how has it shaped you? You know, I think about this every time I listen to your podcast. Do you?
1: And every time my husband wins above them all.
0: Isn't that good?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Steve is, he's amazing. He's just so authentic, I think, just in how he lives his life. And Mm. um, one of the most humble people out there, you know, always puts everyone else before himself. And. Mm. I mean, we married young, but I really, we married,
0: I married a gem. That's for sure. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. He is amazing. And he married a really good prize. (laughs) He he won the marriage lottery. (laughs) He really did. But so you feel like he's the same. You can count on him. He's not a wild card of how he's going to behave. Yes. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. just been interesting over the course of our years, just
1: how our ministry within our marriage has kind of, changed and grown, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think that's something that we always knew when we got married that our marriage was going to be a ministry in itself. But just the process that the Lord has brought us along and growing in
0: that with him Mm -hmm. has just been such a gift. I am really glad that you said that your marriage is a ministry. So tell me a little bit about that, because I'm going to tell you what I think about it. <laughs> well, the Lord has really kind of been shaking up our world, because for a long time, we went
1: to a really big church, and then we moved, and we found a smaller church, and the Lord was calling us out of it, yeah. surprisingly enough. And it was um very interesting process, but just God really opening our eyes to the world outside of the church, you know, and taking every day, you know, the Lord, asking the Lord, um, yeah. okay, what do you have for me today? I'll take any interruption that you have. And if it means that I'm just a mom today cleaning dirty diapers and homeschooling and, you know, that's, that's what he has for today. But if we have a neighbor that needs something or, you know, that's what he has for tomorrow, you know, and yep. so just kind of taking it as it is and really kind of putting ourselves out of our religious bubble which i don't think we would ever thought said before that we were religious mm. but um mm-hmm. i think even just reading through the gospels and seeing how so jesus good. you know it was like the religious people were like well why is he, your teacher eating with such scum you know and it's just like who is the scum yeah 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 in, that the church is looking at today yeah. that we have made our voice very known yeah. about you know and so it's just been an interesting journey, and I think, you know, walking with him in that, in the day-to-day, and being okay when it's, you know, kind of just life, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, and um, I, And I bet
0: you, did it bring you out of, did it bring you out of some sort of judgment or performance or whatever that I, you didn't honestly, even know was it on you? it still is. Mm-hmm. It's
1: this subconscious mm-hmm. thing of, mm-hmm. you know, when growing up in the church and it's this very subtle thing that I, I will find myself being like, Ooh, like I, where did that come from? Like there was mm. a kind of this under girdling that it's like, I no like I'm not, I'm not living that today and I'm yeah. not allowing that, you know, even just in like, you know, I when I'm I, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, how I respond to people, you know, am I only thinking of how this interrupts me, Mm. or am I thinking about the divine appointment that the Lord has kind of placed in our day, you know, and
0: just really embracing that. Yeah. You really have become more aware of your time, and maybe one of the last times we talked, you you told me that not having devices around or Mm -hmm. not being connected to you're not like saying social media is evil but you just found that you lived your time in more of an elastic way when mm. you weren't tied to that. Is oh, that yes. is that true? Oh my goodness,
1: yes. I mean, I got off Instagram three years ago and it's just done wonders. I'm a creative person. Mm-hmm. I mean you know that. Yeah. I, so Instagram was my favorite. Like I just yeah. loved it. Like yeah. it was but it just created such a toxic place in my motherhood and in, you know, just even as a wife and just where my focus was and what why I was doing what I was doing. You know, even just something simple like having to have different dresses for weddings. We talked about mm-hmm. that. Or, yeah. you know, oh, we're, it's Easter. We have to have color cord <laughs> Right, because right, right. of the gram, It's like... Right, because I'm going to take the photo. Really, do you really? Yeah. Do We really... We all have great clothes yeah. that aren't... You know, because yeah. they're not colorful. Let's pick name. what... That we can't yeah. use them. And, Let's
0: pick what was clean. Clean yeah, is good for right. a young mom. Anytime clean is yeah. good. Right? And it's
1: embarrassing, I think, to even talk about, but it's something that is just so permeating our culture and it's just become our new normal. And I don't know, it just seems so... Like, just such a waste of time and yeah, money yeah. and energy and... Um, So I do miss Instagram. There's a lot of people that were on there that I probably mostly kept in touch, you know, that way. But cutting it out and putting that boundary on my time and Mm. my, I think, even just my perspective has just done wonders as far as, you know, trying to live up to what I think other people want me to live. You know, I mean, we, I mean, as you know, we moved in with my mother-in-law in 2017 to pay off debt. (laughs) And I think just moving in there and not feeling like, this is what my life looks like compared to everybody else's. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh-huh. this is where we're supposed to be. But, you know, it's like the Lord brought us there for a purpose. Right. And he's really done a beautiful thing in our yeah. time there and has kind of turned it in a way that we never
0: expected that he would. So, and he, he's been kind to you to teach you those things you wouldn't even know that being brought there was going to uh, no, do. No, like You wouldn't know. It's an address. It's and a every, roof over our heads. Every whatever. day. You know, mm-hmm.
1: every day. it's It's a process. It's... Yeah. You know, just finding contentment and being able to choose joy, yeah, regardless of your circumstances or you know, um, or even just you know, like what does God think about this, what does man think about this, what's more important,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, almost like two columns in your brain or on a piece of paper, right, you know what does man say, and what does God say, what does man think, right. what does God think, because the fear of man in proverbs it says will prove to be a snare,
1: right,
0: it'll catch you, yeah, so. We don't realize maybe ahead of time until we're ensnared that trying to perform for others, trying to be something for others, comparing ourselves to others, whatever it would be, it'll prove to be a snare. It'll catch you, you know? And so that's really good that you have an awareness because that starts the process, right? Just be aware. Yeah. And I do remember all those years ago when you were doing Instagram and you're a photographer and you have a great eye. And so like you, you crafted story well and all that, but it doesn't mean you will never be a writer or photographer. Right, right. It's more like a season that you paid attention to, that something yes. was coming in that could be good, yes. but was it best. Mm. All things are permissible, right? Paul says, but is everything beneficial? Right. Maybe it wasn't. Right. Maybe it wasn't beneficial for you. And, yeah. maybe you... and I think
1: it was almost a little more realistic then, too, because I just had the one, and she was younger, and then we had two, yeah. and... It just got, that was around the time we moved right. and it just got so much more um, unrealistic. So I, I, I hope someday too, but even like going to Facebook now, you know, I kind of had, when last time we talked, I was kind yeah. of having this, like, why am I posting what I'm posting? Um, it's kind of a heart check. Yep. And so, you know, even just, am I trying to prove, cause I feel like mothers, especially stay-at-home mothers, aren't really not not totally respected by our mm-hmm. culture i have a lot of respect for working women but you know un, stay-at-home moms are totally undervalued and it mm-hmm. and homeschooling is is becoming more normal but it's still abnormal and so there was kind of this am i trying to
0: prove or validate who i am yeah and
1: validate what i'm yeah. doing and you know and so um I just got back on Facebook now, and I'm, I've made a kind of that, uh, my rule, it's it's the scripture we were just talking about before we got on. Yeah. Whatever I'm posting, you know, is it whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy? Think about such things. So whatever I put out there, whatever content I put out there is going to be affecting what other people are thinking. Yes. It's affecting what I'm thinking. Yes. So if I'm going to post something that doesn't fall into this category, and I, or I know that there's some sort of a heart issue behind it, I'm just not going to share it. So Um, wise. See, this is what I'm talking
0: about. (laughs) Wise beyond your years. Because there is a, the spirit of God gives us the fruit of the spirit. One of them is self-control. Like controlling yourself enough to know to regulate, to, th- so, to be self-aware enough to decide. Right. You know what I mean? Because it is very easy. Oh, it because is. Because it feels like it's just a screen. And so I'll put this out there, but it goes out to people. Yeah. And it affects their heart. It mm-hmm. goes in through their eye gate. It affects what they believe about themselves, you know. Yeah, and
1: what so- they believe about God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially mm-hmm. as Christians, we need to be thinking about what are we sharing and yeah. what is our message. And if this is the only thing they hear from you as a Christian... Yeah. you know that's kind of a scary thought yes, <laughs> you know yes. um i mean especially in this this time of, where people are just blocking each other and unfollowing each other over simplest of things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we need to be, I think, just sensitive to our audience
0: and sensitive to ourselves, you know, as far as social media goes. Yeah, that's so good. So you knew that you were married young and that in some ways your marriage was going to be a ministry and your mothering is a ministry Mm -hmm. and your schooling your kids is a ministry and you're being with uh, having a mother-in-law that lives in the Mm -hmm. same, that's a ministry. Like all these, I'm going to say normal, but they're not normal to everybody, but all these, um, Common, everyday things, yes. is, I guess yeah. what I would say, is a way for you to be a minister to others mm-hmm. around that are watching. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah. No matter what people's platforms are, right. that's, people are watching their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's really good that you have that focus and that in view. Yeah. And, and you do your heart check. Did God pre- press that upon you? Or did you have to get to a place where, I guess, how did you come to where you were
1: more aware of it? Oh, man, it's a process. You know, I just feel like the Lord just working on me mm-hmm. every day. And I think I'm, I am I actually do listen to a lot of podcasts and yeah. just kind of trying to surround myself with as much godly counsel as possible. Um, and you're in and the so car now been, and then, so you Yeah, listening. we drive a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we drive a lot now that we live in the middle of nowhere um, <laughs> and our family and friends are all in the Milwaukee area. So, so yeah. So, 30 minutes is not a big deal. You're often in the car for 30 minutes. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, more than 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it took me 40 minutes to get here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think just trying to absorb as much, but especially just with the Lord calling us out of the church, that was a pretty dramatic thing for us because you've we love essential. the church. Yes. Yeah, we been loved... small
0: group leaders yes. or home church leaders yes. or... Actually, in the body, yeah, like up so front, it, leader somehow for was a long time. Pretty abrupt,
1: you know, like for the Lord yeah. to be like, uh, mm, I'm actually p- calling you out of this, and, you know, and you guys need to live as missionaries where you are. Kind of take that as what it is and really just, and right now we're working on remaking our home to yeah. be a place where we can have people often. And so it, it's. Because that's your atmosphere, yes, that's your space, that's still, your domain. It's still a process. But I think just in that questioning of like everything we've ever known, reading the scripture from not within those lenses. You know what I mean? And just really observing Jesus and observing the gospel of the kingdom and, you know, just how he loved people. That's like the biggest thing. He just loved people. He didn't come at them with an agenda. Like he, I feel like so often it's like, well, you know, we got to save souls and blah, blah. And it's like, you know, when we're just coming at people just trying to save their souls, you know, and then we're done with them when it doesn't work. Yeah. It's just not effective. Yeah. And it, it's not how Jesus lived out the kingdom in his life here well, at well, all. Well, what does
0: it say? It says that by this, all men will know that you're my yeah. disciples if you love one another. Right.
1: Right. And then, um oh, his final prayer before he went to the cross, his mm-hmm. prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying for unity within the, yep. Within the church. Yep that it will be a testimony to all those that it, by our love and our right. love for each other. Right. You know, and in this divided church that we live in now in America with all the denominations and all the political beliefs, you know, and it's just like little oh, fractures like, everywhere. You know, and it's just, we become, become so sensitive to such silly things that just mm. don't, mm. I mean, they matter, but they don't, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. And so I think just going back to just how simple Christ made it, mm. That it's on the Holy Spirit to change somebody or convict them, but by the way that we live our lives and the way that we love people and really love them, yeah, not just you know, oh hi, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like really, like you know, getting involved in our neighbor's lives. You yeah. know, like what's going on?
0: Like mm-hmm. how can we help you? I don't know. It, it's time consuming and it can be messy. Oh and yeah, that's why a lot of people don't want to do it because right. it doesn't involve as much. To not be invested, yeah. but to wish them well, bless them. You, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, I just really, I really respect that about you guys in the making Thank that you. choice. You did that, and God was nudging you in that direction prior to the big global pandemic. Right. Before the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that probably also fostered that okay, was who else, whatever. And Yeah.
1: That was that was pretty crazy the timing because our home church that we do is not really what we were expecting it to be. We've actually been meeting virtually with a family for the last year. Okay. Who has a child who's very, very sensitive to illness. She has a kidney disorder. And so mm-hmm. she would get a cold and she'd end up in the hospital with pneumonia and So it was very unexpected that we were able to, that God was calling us into home church. And then we just ended up meeting with them every week over the computer. The first time we were supposed to meet in person was the weekend after all the schools shut. So it was just like the word was already was, planned. Yep, yep. That weekend was set. Yep. And then also when this time now we're able to get our home ready and yep. even just that realizing it's not as much about the model. We've just recently started listening to someone. His his name is uh, Hugh Halter. Okay. Oh my goodness. He is just blowing our minds just with his simple everyday ministry um he bought like a building and turned it into a coffee shop and like an event center in a city that had nothing you yep. know and he's like bringing the good news to them and then he just is living life there and loving on people and just speaking truth into their lives and the more he's in relationship with people he's bringing them they asked him about Jesus, just from having him in, yep. in their lives, and he said, "I brought like so many more people have come to Christ through this form of ministry, uh-huh. so integral. You know, then, then, They is would have Jesus if did. I had planted a church. And it's like the Lord is, of course, using using yeah. the current model in the church, and I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. ever, ever downplay that because He is. And Steve and I are
0: a great product of of the church, but it's also church, right? Because right now. Right, we're having church. Yeah, the two or more are gathered in His right. name. You know, right. He's with us. We we know we know it's bigger than a building mm. for sure. Mm. And if God would choose to even use a pandemic to get us out of the right. walls, that's great anyway. Right. And into homes, just like the early Acts church, right. or anything, or just oh, into yes. each other's lives. And there's actually the need where there's always been a need, but because of isolation and because of cutting people mm. off, and because of you stand over here, I'm going to stand over there. We're divided. Anything that brings us together right. is of God. Anything right. that allows us to have co- real conversation right. and share viewpoints without deciding that you gonna write somebody off, right? Y- you know, to, right. to really be listening.
1: Right. So something he does is they meet twice a month to go through the scripture that these people that he's invested in yeah. and they're kind of expected to do the same thing. So they meet twice a month and then the other two weekends they're supposed to throw a party and they're supposed to serve. You know, which I feel like church, it just takes up so much of our time. It just does, you know, and it's. You wouldn't have time on your calendar to do something that's on your heart. Not like that. Mm -hmm. Not like that. So Mm -hmm. we have not started that yet. That's just something the Lord has just been revealing to us now and just we're kind of in the process of seeing what we're going to do with this, you know, other family yeah. and like, cause they can't really do much, you know? Right. So if we're just, if that's just what
0: we're called to do yep. is just to see them through yep. this. And, and, and there's no shame or condemnation if you don't follow the way that has a model right. out there. Right. You know what I mean? Because oh, wait a minute, that's a, a, an example. It's not been the so only.
1: good. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, well just doing it for them. Like it's been yep. such a great time just for Steve and I just to read the scriptures and to study it with them and to pray with them and to still meet our neighbors and get involved in their lives. And yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's all a process. And I think that's the beauty of it. It is. It can be frustrating
0: sometimes when you feel like, does this even matter, you yeah. know, in the day to day? Yeah. And it does so matter because um, if you're reading the scriptures and you're together with someone, I, I don't care whether the Sky parted, and you heard, you know, (laughs) it is, it it will not return void. Yeah. And God will use it. And there was love and exchange happening. Yeah. Uh, You and I, when we would meet. We would just read sometimes, and I would always be, like, so glad that we did because it would be it easy so to just catch up. Yeah. Because we all need that, right. right? be easy to just catch up. But we would be like, no, we're going to read. And you were really good about, no, this is where we left off. And I'd be yeah. like, where were we last time? <laughs> and you're like, well, my bookmark says here, and I have this data. Okay. <laughs> but you would say things because the Scripture is alive, mm. right? It's yeah. living. It's active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It goes where it needs to go. And one verse can speak to you. And the very same verse can, it doesn't mean something different. That's not what I'm saying, but it it impacts us Mm. differently. And I will never forget when we were in John and we were reading something and it said, well, I'm always working and my father is always working. And you just said, you just stopped. And I have never forgotten it because anytime I feel like I'm in the slow lane with God, or anytime I feel like there is something clogging my engine with Jesus (laughs) and where we're going, I think he's always working. Mm. And my father's always working. Mm. You know, sometimes we want our situation to change faster, or we want something to come to pass quicker, or whatever. Right. And I just remember you said, because I think that was the time where we were trying to, like, write down, like, What does this show us about God? Mm, What does it show about Jesus? Does it say any truth that we want to claim? You know, we kind of had a little bit of a model of what we were trying to pull out of the scripture at that time. And it was like, yeah, it just shows me God is always working Mm. and I can count on that no matter what.
1: That's so good. So my
0: point is scripture being read can't go wrong. Right. Like somebody using scripture to cut up somebody Mm. Not so good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. just the scripture to be alive and teach because the Holy Spirit's the teacher. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I want to uh, change tact for just a second. You married young. Yeah. Do you mind <laughs> telling how old you were? I was, was 21. You were 21. Yeah. Steve was? 22. 22. Yeah. And you met earlier in college. Yeah. We actually met at a Panic! of the Disco concert. <laughs>
1: Really? Yeah. That part I don't think I knew. Yeah, we went to Summerfest. Okay. Um, And his friend Alex was dating my friend. Yep. And so it was kind of like I was going with the girls, and it was kind of a last-minute decision, and yeah. we were saving... Us three girls were saving the spots for six of us total. Okay. You know, so we couldn't leave, because we didn't want anybody to go to the bathroom by themselves. Right, because
0: then there'd be too many open spots, yeah. and somebody might take up. Yep. and then we
1: also... So, it was, so they got there, and we... Annie was like, we're hungry, and they're like, what do you want? And I was like, I want to- toasted almonds. And so my husband actually was the one who bought the almonds. Aww. for. <laughs> I know. So and so they came over, and I was kind of at that point just done dating. I I tried to date a lot of guys that weren't Christians, so I just didn't have very good luck, which I feel like looking back, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> if you're a Christian <laughs> and you're trying to date people that aren't believers, then that's kind of on you. So I was done dating, you okay. know? But he just ended up being so cute. It was, we had yeah. so much fun. It yeah. was, I couldn't believe he was a stranger and that I had had that much fun. Like he is mm. just, he's a such a fun person. Yeah. And we, we just, we have so much fun together. We went on a trip a couple of weeks ago. We went up North for mm. a week. It was our first time away, just the two of us yeah. in several years. And we had so much fun <laughs> just hiking and exploring and doing nothing and yep. being stuck inside because of a thunderstorm. Like, I just, I really enjoy mm. him. That's so good. I really do. So it was, yeah. So anyways, Alex ended up giving me his number several days later and said, do with it what you will. And oh, I was, I didn't know what to say without sounding creepy. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, hey, it's Liz. Like, yeah. Alex gave, gave me, me your yeah. number. But I think I said something along the lines of, hey, it's Liz from Panic. The other night was awesome. Yes, Alex gave me your number. Okay. And then he said, it so took three is a text. hours to text back. Okay. Yep. Three hours to text me back because he was working. And I okay. was like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> you know, because even that night after we were done at the concert, he had given me a high five. Oh. He didn't ask for my number. He gave me a high five and said, hey, if you guys ever visit Annie, we should hang out again. Oh, okay. And so I was kind of like, eh, you know, he's not interested. And so, anyways, he finally texted back. He said, wow, Alex is such a good friend. <sighs> Uh, and awesome would be an understatement. Aww. And so that was just the beginning. And Yeah. Um, yeah, and then th- that was how I met you. Yeah, well, I wouldn't eventually. even have known
0: who you were. Yeah. And there was this great flurry happening in our house, and <laughs> Alex was just very sweet. You know, Bob Goff's book, uh, Love Does, mm. and then Anybody Always, it's kind of like he, he had this story in there about... This guy asking for something and getting a yes and then asking for something additional and getting a yes and asking for something additional and getting a yes. And I think Alex maybe read it because he just started with, could could I use your house sometime to have some people over? And I don't know if he was living with us at that time or not. I don't think so. Don't he was living he... with Steve. Right. So yeah, because <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't live with us and he didn't live with us this long, maybe three yeah. four months, something like that. But he wasn't even, I didn't know him that well. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, I just want to know if I can have some friends over here for dinner. Sure. And then it was like, well, actually, it's kind of an engagement, like a proposal. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. And he said, Miss Rachel, do you think we could like move the kitchen table and furniture out of here? Because I want to have them dance. And I like it just, and everything was just an additional, well, yeah, why not? Yeah. And then it was like, If I have my brother Danny over and we cook a meal, would we be able just to use your kitchen and cook everything? And I'm like... I've never heard all of these details. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. I'm like... bless Alex. Yeah, why not? And then it was like, I think we want to serve. So if my son Andrew, I think he corralled him. You're going to serve and I'm going to serve. And so they had like black pants on, white shirts, and then... And then they wanted to know if Grace would take photographs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, up over the loft area of our house, you're kind of looking down into the kitchen. And so she was taking photographs while of she you was guys, singing. While she was singing. And, and, and Andrew she was... <laughs> helped serve dinner and she was taking pictures <laughs> while we were eating. And... So we're at the store and she's finding like a black dress to wear so she can be like one of the servers. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it got to be like a big deal. And it was so fun. Like, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? We have this space. Why not? It was so fun. And then I remember when Steve was here, and he was a little nervous. And, you know, there was all this flurry of activity, cooking, everything. And I did. I looked over at him, and I said, she is going to say yes, right? And I, I, that, when I think about it, I don't know if that's exactly how I said it. Yeah. And he just smiled at me and goes, yeah, she's going to say <laughs> yes. It was so cute. And so I did ask Andrew. So they sang, like, Elvis's song, mm-hmm. Wise Men sing, yeah, Only Fool's Russian, you know. And... um. That was
1: actually, I had heard Michael Buble's version of that when I was, Mm. or it was Ingrid Michelson. I can't remember. And I told him that I wanted to walk down the aisle to that song. So he kind of strategically
0: worked that in, that they were going to sing that when she
1: proposed.
0: Oh, so good. So anyway, I remember saying to them, because my husband and I, we just took off. We were like, okay, we'll go on date night. We'll get lost. You guys have this whole little dinner thing figured out. Do whatever you want. And then... I said, so, like, if we go have dinner, like, when should we come back? Because I didn't want to be, like, walking through the door during the, he's kneeling or whatever. And so I remember Andrew saying, well, I'm going to play the guitar, and when I get to this part, you know, and I think it was like an interlude or whatever, on the electric guitar or whatever. And he said, when I get to that part is when ideally steve will be in a spot where he's going to turn her around he's going to like kneel down and that's when he's going to propose so this is when it's happening and i said like the proposal or what he goes yeah mom so this is what (laughs) i'm so i thought okay now all i will have to do is listen for that yeah well we went to eat i think we went to a mexican restaurant we had time, we chatted, and we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we could come back. If nothing else, we could scoot down to the basement, watch movie or something, and everything could be happening on the top level, right? <laughs> so, sure enough, we get to our own doorway, and we're about to go through the threshold, and I hear the like the likely interlude line on the guitar, and I'm about to... And I'm like, because it's electric guitar, you can still hear it through, yeah. you know? And I'm like, Michael, this is happening! And he goes... Yeah, go through. I go. No, I mean this is when it's <laughs> happening. I said maybe we shouldn't go through, but we opened the door really Aww. gingerly, came through, and tiptoed, and we hear singing and <laughs> and, <laughs> and singing and. <laughs> We find out later. Grace is singing, taking photographs, Alex is playing the drums yeah. and crying. Yeah, everyone right? was crying. So it everybody was, pretty, was sniffling and it was, it was the amazing. most holy, sweet, yeah. beautiful like the real deal. Mm. It was. And so we crept downstairs and I think that's the night I met you. It because is. you came downstairs to thank oh. us. <laughs> it's like how sweet. She could have just gotten engaged and you we were like I don't even know you guys. <laughs> thank you for lending your home. This was when I'm like, you said yes and you said yes. Yeah. And you said yes. It was really sweet. And was... I went, that was that's 3 children ago. Yeah. You know, lots of miles together, lots of things you guys have conquered and done. Yeah. And I'm really proud of oh, who you guys thank are. You. I'm glad to even it's know been, you.
1: It's it's been 10 years actually this <gasps> last month was when I met him and it, then it was it'll be 8 years in August that we got married. Married. Yeah.
0: So it's congratulations wild. and thank happy you. anniversary almost yeah thank you so good so good yeah,
1: it's it's wild i know that night was really amazing and then grace and andrew ended up singing at our at the wedding, wedding and they yeah. sang the same song when i did my first dance yeah mm-hmm. and they also sang that phil wickham song you're beautiful
0: oh yeah they sang
1: that while i walked up the aisle Oh, and it was it was pretty amazing
0: so you know, good. and Andrew
1: he was he was so great too he's like um, I was like well you don't have to worry about like singing when we're leaving we're just gonna play the Michael Bublé crazy Little Thing Called Love he's yep. like no I'll learn it he just learned it and oh, played it and so was, good
0: they were just awesome yeah yeah they're really talented and they're yeah. very gifted <laughs> they are very gifted kids so. yeah so I got just a glimpse of them before they moved away let's pause a second if you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it I appreciate your support alright back to The Real Deal You know him enough that in our times of like reading scripture and sharing with each Mm -hmm. other, you know who my kids are. Right. You know what I mean? And then Michael plays Frisbee with Steve. Yeah. So, like, there's the the older one that wasn't around very much. You know his life. Yeah. It's so fun. So cool. Isn't that fun just to think Yeah. all those years ago? Of the Lord.
1: Yeah. Us so,
0: okay, I do want you to share, because you mentioned contentment. Mm. I want you to share some distractors or robbers of your own contentment, mm. and then how you've battled that, however, whatever you want to share. But I also want you to share if there's been a hard thing in your life where you felt like God led you through. It could be about your sister's accident. Mm. It could be about things that have happened in your family. Sure. Just anything yeah. that you'd want to share. Sure. Because I know some of them, I don't know what you yeah. want to pull out, but... Yeah either contentment or the hard thing and how God's been near you. Because Mm -hmm. when I start the podcast, I always say, you know, real people, real life stories and a real God. And I I still really want to stay true to that because God is real in our stories. Right. So whatever you want to share.
1: Well, I think life is not really ever what we expect it to be, is it? Mm. You know, good point. And so it's like you grow up and you kind of have this picture of what life's going to be like. And you know, in a lot of the ways, like, it, it's turned out, you know, I've got this, you know, husband that I just adore, and I've got these three beautiful kids that I just adore, yeah, yeah. you know. But, you know, and I, as you mentioned earlier, in um, 2016, right at the beginning of 2016, it was like January 7th, um, my little sister had a car accident, she had a, a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And I was kind of already familiar with just that life can be hard. Because my my mom had cancer when I was in high school. Right, right. So I kind of had already experienced that. She had leukemia twice. And so I kind of already gone through that experience of, you know, you, you hear that it's not true, but that God will never give you more than you can handle. That's mm-hmm. like totally not biblical, but people really think that yeah. that's true. And so that was really hard on me when I was in, in mm-hmm. a, a fresh believer, like just came mm-hmm. to Christ, so passionate about him. I, I, you know, really encountered him at a summer camp, and cool. And then when my mom had cancer, it was kind of like, but God, how could you do this? You instead know, instead of and, the
0: enemy comes to kill, still, yeah. And like literally, yeah. we don't teach the, the theology of what comes right. in to destroy, whether what comes and in to my give mom's. Life.
1: My mom's just one of the most amazing yeah, people. So it was lady. just like, but, but why mm. and how and you know, what good could possibly come from this? And in that time, the Lord actually brought me to, he brought me out of my family's church into a different church. And that was the first youth group that I really was, I just belonged there, you know, and they would lay hands on me and pray over our family. And, and so we made it through and my mom's still here today. Yes. But like, I had kind of already experienced just a traumatic event and how, you know, going through it once the first time when my mom had leukemia, do, trying to do it without God. And then the second time doing it, walking with him, you know, because of those, just how he had worked through that whole experience. And so when Caitlin had her accident, you know, he just, just clung on to hope,
0: Yep. you know, yep.
1: and you know, they said that she was going to die Well, um, yep. that she would likely die, you know, that she might not make it out of surgery. Yeah. And it um, was
0: traumatic. It was I mean, really honestly, horrible. it's just, she
1: had ran into a back of a payloader tractor and you know, and so it was, it was bad. I mean, they said she might not be able to hear, you know, see, or they might, she might not even recognize us. And the worst news that we got was because of her brain surgery or sorry, her brain, um, seizures she was having was that she was going to be in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. And so, um, that was probably the, the hardest thing, but the, the Holy Spirit just brought that David and Goliath. Like if this Goliath, Mm. is the brain seizures. Like, God is bigger than the brain seizures, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were just Mm -hmm. really proclaiming that over her and praying over her, and you know what? It still could have happened. She still could have been in a vegetative state for the rest of her life. It's not because we had the faith. Our faith was just big enough. Like, no, it was was the mercy of the Lord, and it was just part of his plan. Yeah. But, you know, now she's driving, she goes to school. Yeah. She's um used to really struggle with anxiety and she mm. doesn't have any anxiety anymore. Praise
0: God. Um
1: yeah, none whatsoever. <laughs> so she still has I think a lot of ways still needs, you know, healing. Yeah. Um she's not totally there, but she's just a walking testimony she's of the power of the, the Lord. progression and of
0: God's work yeah, in her and, life. Yeah, you know,
1: people were amazing. They yeah. just came alongside us and prayed for us and raised money for her and You know, it was just incredible. Um, And then shortly after that, my parents got divorced, which was totally unexpected for me and was a whole other level of trauma, I think, to that whole circumstance. Right. Um, Just because I was um, blissfully unaware (laughs) for a good majority of my life of kind of just the reality of my parents' marriage and their relationship. And so that was, it was really hard. Yeah, so you
0: kind of got hit by a truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got something that yeah. hit you. Yep. And then shortly you. after
1: that, we, you know, realized the weight of all of our stool dad and we had to move in with his mom. And so it was just a lot of, a lot of things that I think were just hard, you know, um, and unexpected, but you know, and, and, and you also know, it's my husband's dad passed away. Right. Um, when he was like his freshman year, right? His freshman year of college. Yep. Yeah. So that was in 2009. So we had both, that was kind of what connected us when we first met was that we had been through hard things yes. and how the Lord moved in that. But yeah, but it's still, it was hard. Right. And I think that the best thing you can do when life is hard is first of all, surround yourself with people who just really love Jesus.
0: Yeah. Because they become Jesus with skin on. Yes. They're either standing yeah. with you. They're calling you. They're yeah. bringing you food. They're giving you money. They're, they're there. They're, they're the there strength somehow. When you don't have any strength, mm-hmm.
1: and you know, and then just to really just just pray. Yes. <laughs> you know, just pray, pray, pray. I've I've actually found I think that the best place to pray is when I'm driving, by myself. At the time, it was Olivia was my my oldest was only, she wasn't even one yet. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know but just in the car, mm-hmm. either blasting the worship music and just really believing everything I was saying or, um, you know, just crying and praying. And I think there's something about the car. It yeah. just feels mm-hmm. like he's sitting in the front seat with you and no one else can hear you, yeah. you know? So I think just pray, get in the word, surround yourself with other people who really love Amen. him and who really will really love you and mm-hmm. see you through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But life is like, we're not, it's not like more hard things aren't going to happen. And I don't want to live with this doom and gloom expectation or live in
0: fear right? and worry for every day. Right. Because life is a gift also. And there's a lot of joys. Right. And it's partly what we focus on. Right. But in this world, you will not Mm -hmm. might have trouble. Yeah. Take heart. Yeah, I've overcome the world. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that there isn't, like you yeah. said. But you also, I also just saw you wheeling a suitcase, like you're going to the airport or whatever, and you're <laughs> taking check-in, but you flop it down, and you open it up, and you have all sorts of things in that suitcase that you didn't have before mm. you had any of those to minister to people, to help people, mm. to relate to people, right. to understand people. Literally, right. when you don't have anything... That's ever gone a little differently than you thought. You don't have much empathy. You you think what's what's their deal? (laughs) You know what I mean. Instead of just going, oh, maybe it's a hard day for them. Yeah, I mean this can sound so silly, but even in traffic, Mm -hmm. sometimes when somebody's doing something erratic or somebody is just, you know, not doing whatever we think they should do or whatever, I think you know, cut them some slack, like. They could be driving home from some news right. they just got. Right. Something bizarre could be yeah. happening in their family unit. Yeah. Who knows whether they like literally it yeah. sounds so silly, but it just gives you a new lens to it's view true. people through. You know, right. because they may they may look at you funny sometime. They may have a scowl on their face sometime. They could actually be reliving some trauma. They could be mm-hmm. thinking back about something. You know, and just, just to don't be know. Yeah. Just to give people grace. Yeah. Is right. a big thing. And to remember
1: that it's not all about us. No. <laughs> There's a bigger picture. But, no, you're right. I think even just with cashiers or people that you're interacting with at the store, a lot of times I'm like, I wonder what's
0: going on with them. Right. You know? Right. And just to be able to be present and just be, like, literally the fragrance, the aroma of Christ, you know, to somebody. You smell good somehow to somebody, you know? And we know this very same perfume can be the stench of death because it says you are Mm. the aroma of Christ, Mm. which is beautiful aroma or the stench of death to others. Mm. But, anyway, I just know that... um, I wanted you to share those things, not because I wanted to exalt the negative oh, no. or make make you relive any of those thoughts. But it's made you the, the tender, mm. sensitive one that you are, you know, so. to have yeah. some of those things in your background yeah. and to be able to say, and God is with me mm. and God was with me. And he brought us through things. Mm. You know, sometimes we want to be taken around, over, but he goes through. And he holds the hand of the Mm. one that he's going through with. So I I just think you're a living testimony of some really amazing things. And God is going to redeem things that got stolen from you, too. Like, literally, that's what happens. You know, he restores the years the locusts have yeah. eaten, and sometimes we just have to live enough years to see how something mm, gets paid back. Sure. We maybe don't think so, but it's like, wait a minute, now I've lived long enough to see that one. Right. It doesn't mean you can all of a sudden unscramble eggs. Right. You know, it's not like, I I mean, your mom and dad all of a sudden are married again. I don't mean that kind of stuff. Yeah. But even Caitlin. Yeah. Coming through some things. Yeah. You've watched it. Yeah. Didn't happen in a day. Right. But day by day, he was faithful. No, it's so true. Very faithful. Well, I could talk to you all day. I know. I know. (laughs) I could talk to you all day. And I'm so, I'm just so aware of how you are a very, very unique person. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody like you. Never have, never will again. I mean, isn't that the truth? We're all his masterpiece. (laughs) But you are a really wonderful component of some of God's specialist bestest, amazingest, (laughs) you know, none of those words are words, but yeah, his giftings are really pretty Mm -hmm. unique in you. And I just hope you know how much I love you and how valuable you are to me, but to the kingdom, Mm, Liz, you are very, very valuable. So I honor you as a mama. Mm -hmm. I honor you as a homeschooler. Um, I honor you as a wife, as a Mm daughter-in-law, as a sister, as a daughter. You know, I think that you do your very best. To just love God in each mm-hmm. of those roles, not be perfect, right. but to really love Him in each of those roles, and so I, I want you to know it really means a lot to me. Oh, you're an example you. to me. You're you're <laughs> younger than I am, but I watch you, and I'm like, wow, and it's good, yeah, because God spurs us on with each other. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron, so one yeah. man sharpens another. You know, and we're meant to meet. Like I'm, I was meant to meet you. Oh. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's really true yeah. because it's how He works. He He knows who will gel. Yeah,
1: do you
0: know what I mean? And who who will encourage each other, and I yeah. love that.
1: You know that right after the proposal, and the night that I met you, Alex said, when you move here, you need to connect with Rachel. You need to have her in your life.
0: <laughs> oh, he, he was right, yeah. He's, we need to thank him, because yeah. he gave you Steve's number yeah. and told us I to know. connect. <laughs> yeah, he's a special yeah. guy in my life, too. He texts me on Christmases or Does Mother's really? Day, or oh, bless just want to thank you for the That's role so you have cute. in my life, or, you know, yeah. And he still connects with Andrew, so it's a good thing. And nobody's life is perfect and whatever, but in there, he's a great, 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 great great guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know I I miss seeing him all the time. Yeah. Everybody moves, you know, but. people move on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, unless you have something else burning to tell me or the audience, would you just be willing to pray for people sure. that are out there? And I, I just know that people are going to be impacted by this oh, today. I you. just feel it. I hope so. I really do. So I thank you so. for your time. Yeah. I so appreciate it.
1: Okay. Oh God, we just come before your throne again. Yeah. <laughs> so freely because of your grace and you call us yours. God. I just pray over um, every listener here that's just fighting, um, whether it's just battling through the trials of life that are just trying to hold on to any ounce of hope that they can have or, um, Lord, that are just in the mundane moments of motherhood and just every day, um, diaper after diaper, mess after mess. Lord, you know where every listener is at here, God. And, Mm -hmm. um, Lord, just like um, Rachel said before, that you are always moving and you are always working. And so God, I just thank you for whatever um, work you were able to do just through what Rachel and I having a conversation. Lord, I just thank you for who you are, God, yeah. and the way that you see every single one of these listeners, God, and that, you know where they are, whether they're listening um, in their car or washing the dishes right. or whatever, Lord, God, I just pray that you bless them. And today, God, I just ask that you um, open their eyes to what they're called to in this moment, what they're called to in this day, God. And, Lord, I just pray against um, the enemy, maybe telling them that they're not good enough or they don't have time or look at her, whatever it is, God. I just pray for um, just a covering in their life, God, of your protection and the truth of who you say they are because of Christ, God, that that they are yours, that they are set apart, that they are holy and dearly loved, God, and that they can walk in that freedom. They can walk in their identity in you, God, and that that this, even though it might just be a regular old Wednesday, God, yeah. um, that it is a day that um, that you did something great, Lord, yeah. in them or through them. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, God, and that you just make it easy for us, God, that all we have to do is just come to you and and love, God. Yeah. That's all you ask. Yeah. So, Lord, um, I just I thank you for that. And I just pray um, that you just break anything else off, Lord, that needs to be broken off. That yeah. Lord, you know you know more than obviously we do what's right. going on with everybody. So Lord, we just um, thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, I also ask you bless Rachel. God, I thank you for this ministry that she has here. I thank you for the way that she loves and encourages. And um, Lord, I just feel like she just lives with so much purpose. Um, she's just so inspiring, I think, to everybody who knows her. And um, God, I just pray that you just keep keep the fire within her, Lord, that you just keep inspiring her, that you just keep on loving her, and that you just also just meet her in her times of rest, God, and that you just renew her uh, when she needs it. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you for her presence in my life and the way that she's always been there to speak truth in my life and uh, to encourage me. And, Lord, even just through all that stuff that was going on with Caitlin and my parents, Lord, she was there with me. I just remember her even just meeting me and walking with me around the river while I was Mm -hmm. pushing Olivia in Lord, we, ne- we aren't ever able to get together as much as we want to. But every Jesus. time we do, it just feels like you, it's significant. Lord, it, it matters. It's significant in my life. And um, so, Lord, I just thank you for, for just bringing us together through yes, Alex. Good, good. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Bless him,
0: Father.
1: <laughs> and so, Lord, we just also thank you for the real deal people that are in our yes, life. Yes, God. That we get to glean from. Yeah. And we pray.
0: Father, I thank you so much. Can I bless you? Yeah. I thank you for Liz, Lord. I just bless her in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I pray you'd strengthen her frame. I pray that you'd continue to give her wisdom and revelation through your word. I pray that the eyes of her heart would be enlightened, Lord, that she would really know that she knows that she knows that not only is she chosen by you, but that you've given her amazing gifts and an inheritance in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, God, I pray for her marriage. I pray for her children. I pray that you'd bless her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, because you say you blessed Mm -hmm. the thousandth generation. I just pray that her heart would burn for you, God. I thank Thank you for the encounters that she has with people, Lord. I thank you that none of them are um, happenstance, but that you're particular with who she comes in contact Mm -hmm. with. And I pray that you'd bless those relationships, God. Thank you for her vision, Lord. Thank you for her sight in the kingdom to see people, to be able to sit with them, to be tender, to be real, uh, to be open. And so, God, I pray that... You would give her a glimpse, but then I pray that she would also maybe keep things hidden that she doesn't even know the impact that she has, Lord, Mm -hmm. so that she just stays true, 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 true to you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for who she is, Lord. Thank you for this giant. Thank you for this tender one. Thank you for this visionary. Thank you for the one that's willing to live outside the box. I even pray that you bless her contacts with everybody, Lord, because those are her church, Lord, Mm -hmm. and I thank Thank you for that. Bless her today, Mm -hmm. I ask. And for everybody listening, God, I just pray that that you would encounter them in a fresh way today. I don't know what that means, God, whether you're going to send them a person, whether you're going to send them a wink from heaven, whether you're going to uh, encounter them in the actual, tangible, physical realm. But I just ask that you would be so real, yes, Father. God. You would be so real that they would know that they've encountered the living God in mm-hmm. new ways, Lord, because there's always more of you. Yes, there's always more of you. You are unsearchable. But that's a good thing because mm. just when we know something of you, there's something more we can always know. So I pray you'd increase our love, God, on this earth, and I pray that you would encounter each person. So be encouraged, people, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Oh, Amen. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were so easy; like we could just oh keep my talking. Goodness. Should we I was so two, nervous; i was sweating. So, much. oh my gosh, you're fabulous. <laughs> You've been listening to the Real Deal with me. Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.